Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the long-awaited return of Insight Podcast. I'm your host, Wayuki, and we have Seth Glory back on the show today, coming back from the first episode to talk with us today. But um, before we get going, a couple things I want to talk about. Um, first off, thank you to AS1 Network and 410 Gaming, as always, as with special assistance from Yaya and the GOAT Casual. I appreciate all you guys have done for me recently and entirely. And secondly, I want to talk about why uh, the show took a break and I personally took a break. Um, so about a month ago, I was in a relationship and I lost that relationship, obviously, um, for reasons I was given that were out of my control. Um, there were aspects of my personality I can't change. So that kind of hit me really hard. So I needed some time just to uh, take a break, cool down kind of get my head straight, focus on school for a little bit. You know, I don't want to create content for everybody that's half-assed in a sense. You know, I don't really want to be doing it when my heart's not fully there. So, uh, but we got nothing but good vibes to her and everyone involved. We're here. We're back. That's what matters. So, Seth, man, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, man. A little sick, but, uh, you know. We're, we're, I guess it looks like we're both just fighting for right now. We're just fighting. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting there, bro. We're getting yeah, there. Yeah. So um, let's, uh, let's start with what's happened recently, and let's move backwards in time from there, all right? We'll start. As of recently, you, uh, you made the Elite, the Challenger Elite, yep. with teaming with Haggy, uh, Mochilla, and um, who's, the other one? who's the other one? Am I missing? Lamagad. Lamagad, yes. So... Let's just talk about what's that been like for you. What's that experience been like since it's your first time in the Elite? And what's it been like teaming with some guys who are really established in the Call of Duty community? Um, well, Mochilla's been wanting to team with me for, since the beginning of the game, uh, to be fair. Uh, just because like, he hasn't had really, like the uh, past couple years, hasn't had really much success. Yep. And so he's just kind of looking for talent to like, pretty much escalate him to that point, because he still has it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just doesn't have that people surrounding him, and people don't really give him the chance. Um, but teaming with Llama God, I was actually quite surprised. Um, he's always been pretty good, pretty consistent, placing top four in cups and stuff. Um, but he was actually a really good teammate, uh, playing play, play with him. Um, but Haggy is probably the, one of the most my, my favorites yeah. because of uh, he kind of has this like misconception about him, like uh, you know, toxic, bad vibes, not a good mm-hmm. teammate, whatever. But I would argue heavily on the contrary of that. Um, he has done a lot just with the pickup team in terms of like actually teaching us you know, the nitpicky things about gameplay that people don't even think about. Um, and only, only like a top three team would really like understand and break down. And that's why you can tell he's had success this year. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's really nice having uh, that leadership and that uh, guidance to uh, elevate my game, you know, through that. And then obviously making the elite is a, uh, a step in the right direction for me to try to make the pro league. hundred percent, you know, and Haggy is one guy who, you know, always, I think the people who aren't trying to just troll around and meme, understand that he's a really smart player right you know when the game first drops i think he's always one of the first people to understand how hardpoint works from what i understand you know every year it seems like dude he always he always just gets it you know he understands how it works understands how to block the spawns understands everything and even just watching his gameplay when i was watching you guys in the elite these a couple days ago you know you can tell he just knows exactly what to do exactly where to be and he's helping you guys right he's telling you you should do this this time let's do this yeah and he's really helping you guys through that and i really like that really like respect that oh, yeah. i've always had a good role respect for haggy as he's just you know he's haggy you know he's been in this yeah. community for so long yeah. and he knows what he's doing so um yeah no, that's awesome sure. to see um 
obviously the first couple matches didn't go your guys' way this yeah. week. But um, obviously it was just a pickup team. You know, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of improvement to be made. And going to map five and map four in both those games respectively, you know, that's got to be something to feel proud of <laughs> considering you are just a pickup team at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely uh, is bittersweet with the Triumph one because they got they won the the like 40k or whatever open. Yep. First first open, right? And then uh, we played them in the elite qualifier to qualify to winners and we lost the last map 5-5. Mm-hmm. And then we went to losers and qualified to there, but then we played them again and we lost Again, same shit, but it's in uh, the Elite Series. Yeah. And it's just like, he's like, we could never close out against those guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was definitely, uh, I definitely know we can, we can make upsets. We can definitely make a run in this Elite. It's mm-hmm. just like, it always comes down to those like small things that are just like, comes down to like us being a pickup team, you know? Yep, exactly. And that's where the room for improvement that you guys have is there, yep. while some of these teams don't have as much potential to improve because they've been together for so long. Right, they're already at their cap. Exactly, and you guys aren't yet. So that's that's what we're looking forward to. Um, yep. So let's go back here for the last couple of months here. Um, so the last couple of months for you have been up and down, to say the least. Yeah. Um, yep. Let's go back to uh, your last cup teaming with Spoof, Stamino, and Real. And let's talk about what kind of happened with that, why you guys decided to kind of separate, and then where you went from there afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, it all kind of like stemmed through practice, to be honest. Uh, you know, it was like you didn't give your full effort in practice. You know, it, it's like studying for a test, right? Like if you don't study for the test, you're not going to pass the test. Exactly. Like or you're going to, you know, maybe just barely get by. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to competing, it's the same concept. If you don't, tr- you know, put your full effort in practice, you're not going to get the full result you want in the, in the tournament. Exactly. Um, and so that was really a big issue is practice was really uh, just kind of all over the place. Never really full effort. Um, and then when we continued to, you know, get like, we, I think our best placement was top four, I believe so. Yes. Which wasn't even like really respectable because it was more like a top six because the top six team, we're going to play for B, we're going to play BBG. And then they forfeited because it was like right. down times or some shit. That's right. Yep. So it's like, it wasn't even, it was like top six to be honest. Yeah. We would have lost to them. So we got top four out of like a forfeit from them. Um, then after that, it was just downhill. We got top 16 and we got a top 32 and, uh, we just kind of realized that, like, if we're not, because as as a, you know, as as all of, all of us pretty much got top four, top three a couple of times in this game, and that's kind of our like standard, I guess you could say, yeah. at the very minimum. Yeah. And so us, you know, getting a top six three and then a top thirty two behind that is like, it just shows us that we're just not clicking as a team. We're not. This this isn't a team for us. This mm-hmm. isn't the roster. Um. So we ended up all splitting up. Um. And it was funny because Two Real actually was still wanted to play with me. And I wanted to play with him. But we just never DM'd each other. Like interesting. Fun afterwards, we were just both waiting for each other to DM each other. We just never did. Okay. And so we just when I found a team, then he was like, "Oh shit, I need to find a team." <laughs> and so I just thought we, I thought we were both all chalking it up. Yeah. Uh, I would love, I would love the team of two real. That's my lad is like my guy. Like me and him always had success together. Yep. Um. So that's kind of funny how that worked out. But um. So then after that, uh, I was really in the cycle. I was uh just kind of getting like top two. I got top thirty two in the the major two. Yep. Again. It's always a pickup team, pickup team, pickup team situation. Um, and then for the Elite Series, uh, it was kind of a fuck fest because it was me, it was it was me, Stamino, Emery's, and Parzillion. Mm-hmm. And we we're going to be the 16th seed. And then Mochilla and Lama got to hit me up. And uh, it was with Littlefoot. I'm not sure if you know that is, but he's also top AM. Yep. Um, yep. But it was kind of one of those situations where, like, I mean, get, I appreciate we have like 10 more points if I go with them. But it wasn't. I I told them. I told Emery. I, I didn't mean. I didn't even mean it like this. Because 
I misinterpreted what they said to me. I thought like, because Mochi hit me up is like, yo, like come play with us. Like we'll pass you, we'll pass your team. Yep. I thought like, if no matter what, like if they pick up fourth, they're passing us. So I was like, yo, I gotta secure my bag. I gotta secure like this elite. Like I'm gonna go play with them. Yeah, you gotta do what's best for you. Right. To turn out afterwards, that actually that was not the case. But okay. It was a bust in disguise because then we end up getting a parasite. Um, yeah. So I would have got screwed out of the lead anyways if I didn't take the offer. So it was a bust in disguise. But That's true. Um, <clears throat> but what happened was Littlefoot left us actually to join my old team and did knock us out of the elite. Oh. So he kind of like uh, he kind of like double crossed us. Okay. And we had a really good day of scrims too. Like we like dropped like two maps in like three series. Like we did really well. And so it didn't make sense that why he left. I was just kind of just like. I don't know. It's actually just a really, I mean, to, to put blunt, like it was just, it was a really fucking stupid move by him. Like it was just dumb. Like, and he 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 realized that afterwards. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things you live and you learn. Um, and then we went on to get obviously get Haggy, um, and to make a fucking Cinderella story run. Out yeah. Of, uh, yeah. Elite. That was crazy. So what happened? How did that process <laughs> go down? How did you guys end up just being like, yo, Haggy, come play with us, and then boom. Um. So Haggy got screwed over at Wester. Um. By That's firing right. them. Like. Yep. I'm not sure everything that happened. I'm not going to sit here and like point names of who did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know that he got screwed over um, and they picked up. Who did they pick up? Uh, I forget who they picked up over Haggy, but they picked up someone over Haggy and they dropped Haggy pretty much. And then Haggy was going to go team with, um, I'm not sure if you know what Flames is. Yeah, I know Flames. Yeah, yeah. He was going to go play Flames because Haggy has a lot of points so he could carry Flames into the pro points to get him into the elite. Yep. But Haggy already told us because I immediately, once the free agent happened, I said, yo, Moach, like DM Haggy right now, like let's get him, like we can take spot, like let's let's fucking move on that. Yeah. And it was like a, it was like an hour before roster lock, so it's like we had to move. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> Haggy was down, and then he was like, then Flames hit him up, and he was like, yo, like I might go play Flames, but then he ended up going with us just because he already told us that he would play, and he knew that we wouldn't be able to play. Yeah. And Flames just turned eighteen, so it's like he's he's got he's time. obviously understood that. Yeah, yeah, he has time and stuff, and he understands they have to miss this elite. So Haggy really helped us out to get us in the elite. Um, and honestly, like our mindset going into the elite was literally like, let's just have fun. Like, let's just have fun and like try to ruin someone's weekend. Like our team was <laughs> literally, let's ruin weekends. Like, and we ended up qualifying, which is hilarious. Yeah, dude, that's the stuff, you know, just kind of a, it was just so I was trying to keep up with it on the timeline and then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, I'm playing with Haggy, you know, and I saw it and I yeah. just watched a little bit. I was like, damn, these guys are actually nah, flying. Yeah, was... Like these guys are actually playing so well. We were just as surprised. Dude, it was it was fun to watch, though, you know, because I was just like, yeah, yeah I'm going to watch Seth play or whatever. And, you know, I was like, obviously, you know, Haggy's playing, too, and all these guys. Like, I'm going to watch this. And I was just like, it's a pickup team. I was like, they obviously haven't scrimmed at all. Like, yep. and I'm not expecting the world, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, you guys just win. You keep winning. I was like, yeah, now we just, we just kept going. Yeah, that, that was fun to watch that was probably the most fun i've had watching cod in a long time just because it was just so unexpected right everyone yeah. likes everyone likes an underdog yeah right? just a random pickup team and then boom you're in the elite and yep. you know hopefully you guys are able to uh rebound and yeah. win your next no, couple yeah, matches sure. and be in that good spot so let's uh <clears throat> let's go through like your mindset of being yep. in the cycle because we talked about that the last time you were on talking about how am players are they're oftentimes just stuck in this cycle, right? They're just yeah. dropped from a team. They place like top 32, top 64, and they move to a new team. They keep doing this and this, right? Obviously, yeah. for you, it's a little different, um, but the same kind of results were happening, right? You weren't getting the expectations you wanted, and yeah. you were moving from team to team. So let's go through your mindset of what that was like and some advice you yeah. have for some AM players who might be stuck in the cycle right now. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, to put it bluntly, like it, it sucks. Like, you know, like it's, it's one of those things where you can have the greatest mindset in the world, but like everyone around you is trying to take that shortcut. They're trying to shortcut the success and like, which is roster changes to them. Yep. And it's like that never, almost never works. Like, and it's like, it's so frustrating because even at the top end level, you will, you will like do pretty decent in a cup and they will just, someone will scatch or someone will leave. Like, mm-hmm. and you gotta start from step one again. And it's like, no matter how faithful you are and how like, your mindset is so good and like you're trying to like win and shit like it's never going to turn out the way you want it to until you you know things align eventually things will align but it's just it's you keeping that like your mindset strong and like understanding that like things happen for a reason um and it's like for me like my mindset was literally like i know i i just knew so much about my potential and my uh ability and myself as a player that like once I get the opportunity, I will succeed. Yeah, that's like that was like my mindset. Like once I get the opportunity again, I would succeed. Yeah, exactly. And so throughout the whole time, I was going through the cycle, and I we were just getting bad placements after bad placements. I was just keeping positive with that. Like one thing is just uh, I just gotta wait for the opportunity. Just gotta wait for the opportunity. And um, obviously, it's a little different for uh, the majority because you gotta make the opportunity. Yeah. As whereas for me, I just kind of gotta wait for it. You can make it for sure, but like uh, you know, for here, like if you get one good team offer, you're you're you can get yourself back up at the top, right? Yep. Um, so for for other people, um, I would definitely like suggest just like, yeah, if you're in a cycle, like you just got to find three like three like-minded players that are also in the cycle at the same goal as you and just grind it out. The only way to get out of the cycle is to grind through it. Yeah, you got to grind yeah. through it. You got to stick gotta, through it. Yeah, you, you got you to stick through it. A lot of, that's where a lot of people quit. Yeah, they just quit because it's just like, oh, I yeah. got dropped twice. Uh, I got new teammates each week. Fuck yeah. it. Okay, I'm done. And a lot of people quit. Even top M's quit. A lot of yeah. top M's quit. I've of... been seeing that recently. Like all these, a lot of people are announcing retirement or taking a break this year. I yep. think partially that's due to just the game itself, right? I think yeah. the initially the maps were just awful to play. You know, yeah. I think Apocalypse is a good addition. I'm not sure yeah. your thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's the the most punishable map behind, if not ahead of Raid. Um, it's like, those two maps, uh, if you have really good teamwork and you have really good, I'm not sure if you watch the Easter series, but yep. we 60-point club them, mm-hmm. first map on that. And that's yep. because we were just simply on, we literally, not only did we, we win all of our individual gunfights when we needed to, but we were just the better team at that map. Like, we just out-rotated them. We, like, we were getting every trade. Like, every rotation was on point. Every gunfight was on point. Like, and that's the same as Raid. It's the same concept. Yep. You'll notice there's a pattern with teams because uh, there's two different spawn points. Like there's like the parallel spawns and then there's like the like checkmate obviously the parallel, yep. right? That's a parallel map. And then you got maps like Raid where they're like kind of like across from each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they play differently. And you'll notice teams that are better at parallel maps because of like the way the way the map flows. Yep. Except for, you know, according uh, like not according to, what's the word? Uh, compared to like maps like Raid and Apocalypse where it's like rotation heavy and actually setting up and actually breaking things as a team yeah it's not so it's not so much about winning your gunfight and just being better skilled it's about playing right. more as a team together right i think that's why we can yeah. see sometimes on raid we can see people getting 60 point clubbed and then a yep. week later they're doing the same thing to that team that did that to them because they changed yeah. those few things right it yep. seems like raid can either be like a 60 point club right a lot of teams seem to lose raid by a lot or it's like a two or three point Super. game. Yeah, yeah, it's one. Of, it's one or the other. You know, it's never. There's never like a eighty to a hundred twenty point win on raid. It seems like because it just seems like either one team's just all there, ready for the blowout win, or they're yep. both playing really well. And, and it's it a comes really out of those, like comes out of like those P fives and P ones. Yep. 
Yep, exactly. Yep. So I think Apocalypse is a good addition for that reason as well. I think it yeah. just it just takes more teamwork to win, which was surprising to watch you guys just smack E-Star for that. You know, just completely destroy him because, like I said, you guys were a pickup team. And yeah. you're playing Apocalypse and you 60-point club a top amp team. What the, yep. You know, that was just so insane to watch. And what was your mindset after that map, right? You go into this series and <laughs> you just wipe the floor with them. And you're like, yeah, okay. Um, so what what were you thinking? Well, after the Triumph series, we knew we had to come back strong. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we like lost us after them. We really that was a big win for us. So we knew we had to like put a statement out to these guys. Um, obviously, they ended up winning the series three one after that. Um, we should have we should have uh, definitely won the control. And then we we even could have brought the hard point back too. It's just literally two things that I'll talk about in a second here. But um, but yeah. The, so the uh, the hard point we just came into the with the mindset that like. Like same thing. Like we we just want to have fun. Like we're just here to prove a point and to do the best we can. We know we're we know we're in the like I said we're in the best situation because we qualified, but we're also in the worst situation because we are the last team in the sense of like having no practice. We no, we don't even know setups. We didn't go over callouts yet. Like okay. there's just so many things we haven't done. Um, that we don't really need to. Um, because our callouts seem pretty okay. Like there's nothing yeah. I haven't heard. They seem like, you know, what the fuck is that? Yeah, they seem pretty good. Yeah, um, and our comms are really, really good. You'll notice though is like, if you ever watch us, like our our comms are either really good, but then when we, when we start getting like, if we get put in a spawn trap or if we get put in a situation where we're we're kind of like, yeah, we're not we're we're kind of stuck. Yeah. Um, our comms will start dying, and that's where we start falling apart. Mm -hmm. And then when we catch fire again, we'll we'll really make it count. But that's our biggest issue right now is not keeping that consistency throughout the whole ten minutes of the game. Yeah. And that's just like, hard. That's hard with the pickup team, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the things where it's like that comes with like, that comes with you know playing together and understanding to bounce back. But we're a pickup team, so we don't have that that tool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, comes down to leadership at that point. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think Haggy's a good person to have on that team for the leadership. You know. Yeah. So what's it, what's it like getting to play with Haggy? Right, like he's just a name you hear in the Call of Duty community, and you're like, either you love him or you hate him, right? And yeah. and that goes from the pros to the guy who just started playing Call of Duty competitively yeah. this year, right? Yeah. So for you playing with him personally, what's it been like? Yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> I love it because I'm a type of player where my ego's not gonna get hurt if you yell at me or if you you tell me I did something bad. Yeah. And Haggy is just that player to say it. He's that he's that player who he's gonna tell it how it is. Mm -hmm. But he's but he does it. But people don't understand his intentions. Like that's what people get butthurt. And that's the issue with it. Like, you have to understand that, like, Haggy, like, his mindset, he just, he loves COD. Yep. He's trying to be the best at COD. He's mm -hmm. trying to be the best player, the best teammate he can be. And his eyes to be the best teammate is keeping everyone accountable for their mistakes and getting everyone better. Yep. But some players, you know, they, whatever they, whatever reason it is, it's honestly not excusable, but they'll, like, get butthurt because they get critiqued. They and, just get defensive, you know? Yeah, exactly. And they put up a wall. Yep. And it's like, why would you team with someone that you don't want to get better with? Like, this is, it doesn't make sense to me. Yep. So for me, I even told him, like, straight from the rip after qualify, I said, I want you to be hard on me. Like, I want you to be, like, nitpicky with me. Like, be really hard on me because even if we don't team after the elite, I want to use the time with you and that leadership you have and that, like, guidance you have to make me better as much as I can. Yeah, because, you know, Haggy's played at the top level multiple times. Yeah. You know, even this season, yep. he was playing on Ravens, yep. correct, if I'm correct, for a little while, you know. So he's at that level, right? So yeah. yep. it's, you want, it doesn't matter how it comes off, right? You know he's got good intentions, and you want to listen to guys like that, right? He, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, it's insane how much he's taught me. 
that a lot of these teams don't even know about, and it's been like a week and a half with teaming with them. Yeah, I it's I was even insane. listening, like watching him play on during the elite. Cause I was watching his stream, and like some of the things he was just saying, and like instantly like reacting to and picking up. I was just like, yep. I would in a million years. You know, I used to compete. I would have never, ever thought of that. Right. Yeah, you no, know? yeah. He he breaks it down so easy for for the team to understand. Yeah. But the issue is people don't under people don't they don't listen to it for some reason. They don't under, they don't listen to him actually. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the, the the reason why we had so much success and why we still continue to do to compete and do well in these elites is uh we listen. Like we know that as long as we just all listen to each other there's no point to not listen to him. There's just no point. Yeah. It, it's we're gonna get smoked if we don't, right? So we listen to him and do the best we can and because we do that, because we're listening to him and we're like taking everything he's saying and applying it, that's why we've had the success we've had. Like that's why we are making the runs and putting people like triumph close and stuff. It's like because we're listening to him and he's guiding us and like he's actually like teaching us not really like how to play, but like how to play how we how the, like the goals you want to attend, uh, like a, a you know like kind of a like set for yourself on the map. Yeah, and like a more in depth way to think of it too. Yeah, exactly. It's like. If you go to a map and you just kind of play it like it's eighth and you just call out what you're going to do and what you're doing, like, yeah. you're probably going to get smoked against an actual fundamental team. Exactly. But yeah, he so, gives us the fundamentals before the game. Yeah. So what's it like teaming with uh, <laughs> Moch and Lama God, too? Because I know they, uh, those guys have been around the community for a while, too. So those you're playing with three guys who are very established, right? You know? Yeah. And, you know, Haggy obviously probably being the most established out of them. But the other two, yeah. for sure, most people know exactly who they are where yeah. they played right very followed very pretty big names right so what's it like getting yep. that opportunity to hop on that team and play with all those guys who you know have that potential to really make it big right and getting yeah. to learn from them um it's definitely it's definitely uh like a blessing because um obviously when you play people that have won before and that have like i guess you you could say like have done something in cod before they they, they know that they know what it takes mm-hmm. and when you're in the cycle, like there's always that one or two players that don't know what it takes, and that those are the guys that hold you back and keep you in the cycle, right? Yeah. Uh, even if they have the talent, they have the gun skill, whatever it is, like they're just their mindset is like flawed or whatever. But with these players, like they know what it takes, they know what it, you know, all these things. So it's like even though, like, like for example, Moch, like he may not get, he might not pop off in there like every series, but he knows he he I can always like count on him to take the right routes. Yep. And like I can always count on him to like make the right play and stuff because he's experienced. And like that goes a long way, especially in a game like this where it's four four. Not only is four four, but it's also like that one kill can flip someone out, give you spawns, and now you win the game. It's like that's huge. Yeah. Um. So it really helps. And obviously, Lama God, like he's honestly just from the from that mini gaming roster and block ups four. Like he's just an explosive player. Like yeah. We won a we won that first map of first triumph, and me and him both had like. We both went double positive, and Haggy and uh, Moch went like double negative, and we still won by like a hundred points or like something like that. Yeah, you know, and that midnight <sighs> team—you bring up that midnight team from Black Ops Four. Yeah, that's that roster. You think about that roster, so fun, so yeah. fun to watch. And you know, I think I don't—I'm not hundred percent sure has Moch been at the pro level before. He, I don't, I don't, I think I, I don't think so. From what I know, he's been like. At the top ammo level for years, right? He's been at top ammo for years. Years, um, and I know Llama God's been was on that midnight I roster. Last, I think the last time Mocha the pro that was in Ghost, if I'm not wrong. Okay, I could be wrong. Right? So I mean, either way though, you got guys who all that all of them know. AW, you but, know, you know they yeah. they all know what it takes. They've all been there, and yeah. they want to get back. 
right? They really yeah. want to get back to where they were because obviously you play at that pro level and like someone like Haggy or Llama God, you know, had a pretty good amount of success, right? You know, yeah. they want to get back there more than anything, right? They don't want to, they don't want to spend as they want to spend as little time in the AM scene as possible because I'll just say at the AM scene itself, top to bottom, can be very frustrating. Yep, it's annoying. Yep. toxic and yep. I, I feel like it's some of the some of the people in the amps he don't get the credibility they should yeah I mean, i'd say a lot of people don't don't get the credibility they exactly should. it's for for several reasons but yeah right so you know getting to play with guys like that who they all know what it takes they've all been there and you you know you're like the new guy right you're trying to get there you, yeah you want more than anything to get there so i gotta imagine that that's like that's just an amazing experience getting to learn from all those guys and yeah. you can just take that, and regardless, like you said, regardless of where you go after you team with them, if you team with them for a while, if you don't, you still have that one up on all these other AM players that yeah. haven't gotten that experience, right? And I think personally, that's going to elevate you to a level above and beyond some of these other guys who just have those bad, bad mindsets, hop in teams every week. I think you could be an asset on a team where you could you could go to a new team but from the lessons you've learned from the teaming with these guys, you're going to add way more than you were maybe a month ago. Yeah, and that's one thing actually Haggy brought up to me with, because uh, uh, if you ever listen to us play COD like in uh, player matches, I, I call it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I really set the pace on the callouts and like set the, I guess you say set, set the tone. Yep. Um, and so with Haggy, Haggy's usually, Haggy and I piggyback off each other, because uh, Haggy's obviously IGL, but I am like the... I'm like an IGO too. So it's like, we're both, we're, it's kind of nice because he said uh, he can kind of like play the backseat, kind of relax and really call it the more supporting stuff, like where they're spawning, what we need to be doing. And then as he's doing that, I'm calling out information of like where they're coming from, what we need to be doing on the hill, like we, like breaking things, like all these situations. Like, so we're kind of like half and half in it and IGO and, and it's, it actually works really well. And I know uh, Hold Shift, I Hold Shift. Uh, um, yep. Yeah, he's, uh, he brought up how like me and Haggy work really well together with the ARs and how we're, we really feed off each other. and. Um, it's really been something I've never had with an AR. Mm-hmm. I've never really had that experience where I've like been able to like sync well with such so well with an AR, and it's because Aggie is so good on like comms. Like his comms are so good. Yeah. And my comms are. I, I always thought my comms were really good, but I just never been. I never knew until I put up Aggie. Yeah. And so now that I know they're really good, I don't have to doubt that anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, it feels like you know you are yeah. kind of the information guy. Right. You're calling yeah. out all this information. You're doing all this, and Haggy's kind of the big play guy. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's telling you all this information that it's super important you gotta listen to it 100 percent. they're gonna spawn here they're gonna be coming from this way i remember like he and the small talk he's really good with that too like i remember watching you guys play just like hey turn around they're coming this way like he's spawning here turn around we have to do this in order to break this right just just every time he knew exactly what you should do and you guys listen and you know it works pretty well for just a pickup team even right so um what i kind of want to talk about quick before that quick shout out to whole shift by the way dude like that man's putting um, in so much work i've been seeing I, it i love that guy so dude, much he's been covering the elites and everything like that and like i think i saw a tweet where he didn't leave his setup for just hours and hours because he was trying to cover all the matches and yep. all that shit so uh, that guy that guy really legend. is he's he's making people's careers because of the the um exposure he's given to the players oh, to, to get drafted up to the pro league 100 percent, you know because a lot of the channel i think he understands that a lot of the challenger scene just doesn't get the publicity it needs 
And yep. there are some of these players that, you know, they go into the league. You can think of guys, you know, Diamond Con is one I can think of. Um, insight from uh, Toronto. You know, yep. guys like that who are just going in and doing amazing. You know, Insight from Toronto is, he's crushing it, right? Yeah. And yeah. you got to think, would he have gotten exposure if the challenger team wouldn't have gotten more coverage, right? <laughs> and I think that'd yeah. be a good way for the COD League to move in the future because you're going to need some of these challenger players to come up when you want the best of the best, right? So I yeah, think... Yeah, no, they definitely, uh, they definitely need to do something about this, like in the sense of, I know the Elite is a, it's a step in the right direction. Yes, 100%. But um, like, I'm pretty sure they, they do that voluntarily. I'm almost certain they do that voluntarily. Yes. Um, that should be paid for. That should be paid to some degree. Like, mm -hmm. the things they do, the things they do, and this is, we're talking about a, what is it, a $500 million league? For yes. Years, yeah. Right? Expense. A lot and of money. The, a lot of the money. Fact that, the fact that the challenger scene is, it would not be covered to, to the degree it should be if they weren't here. Like, you think about it, if they weren't there, if the high ho chip and the whole crew, the whole staff, they didn't volunteer their time, they didn't do none of that. Would Imagine where it'd be at. It would be like Elite Series, with their two casters or four, however they have four casters, whatever yeah. they have, um, that are pretty, I'm pretty sure are paid. Yep. Because they're in the, right, so they're paid. I think so. So, um, I would presume they're paid. Yeah. Something. Um, and it just like it really, it really uh, makes me upset because it shows how little they actually do. Kind of, they're just kind of tossing bones to us. Yeah. Whereas, like that. every other esport. There's like okay for League of Legends. If you yeah. make it to Challengers, you make it when what Challengers, right? You make it Challengers, you can get drafted to the Pro League. You or you, at the very at the very least, you can like academy make coaching teams. sessions and, and academy teams. And, and they stream you, those on Twitch yeah. on yes. the big platforms, right? Like the LCS yeah. will stream yeah. the LCS academy teams playing, and yeah. you will get to watch the academy teams or the European. I think there was like the European Masters. I think is what's yep. going on right now, right? And they get the exposure for these players. And they stream these games on their main channels. Like the LCS and yep. LEC stream the Academy on their main Twitch channel. And they get thousands of views on it. Yep. You know somebody that's important is going to be watching that game. And you know that oh, if yeah. you play well, you're going to have way better of a chance to actually make it. It's, yeah, and it, we, we're streaming on a secondary a Challengers stream, which is, it's whatever, like... Something. I can understand it's it. Something at least. It's so at least it's something, but like it's like also it. It's just it's just it's it's one of those things where they can definitely be doing way more and yeah. Yeah. the they don't and it's one of those, it's it's one of those things that's kind of, kind of sad for the COD scene. Um, and it's always been it's always been like uh, I guess you could say the downfall within COD. Yeah, kind that's of. Why, that's why a lot of that's why a lot of challengers quit. That's why a lot of players quit because. What's the point? What's the point of grinding if you're not going to get publicity and known unless you're a top. Or team. Yeah, exactly. It's just a and, thorn in the side of the esport, yeah, and that's why it's yeah. kind of a joke. You know, COD esports yeah. right now. You think of all these other esports, they kind of just laugh at, "Oh, I play Call of Duty professionally, or I play at the like top am level." Yeah. Kind of a joke, right? Because you think if you compare that to, you know, even like a CS:GO, League of Legends, yeah, they, they all their leagues promote, and even Valorant too. Like, there's these big tournaments that are streamed. They have these like academy matches for like, League of Legends. And yeah. they get the promotion that they deserve, right? And they you put the think, time and like, effort. The reason they do that, I'm sure it's, there's multiple reasons, but a big one I can see is you you can, if you're like a spectator and mm -hmm. you don't know the game that much and you see these top AMs getting recruited to the pro level, 
like, wow, I want to grind that game. I want to play that game. I want to play that specific game because yep. that person just yep. got drafted because he got recognized as an M. Mm-hmm. In COD, there's not really that thing. Yeah, it's there, but it's really like half-assed. It's really half-assed. That's why guys so like Hold Shift are just that's, legends. Yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing yeah, right. for that because without that, like, there's there's no hope for AMs. There's really no hope. Like, no. it's all about who you know, and it's all about this, this, and that. Whereas, like, now it's like it's it's a lot less about who you know. I mean, it's, it still definitely plays a factor. Hundred percent. But if you come up to these these and you just you show out and you go crazy, like, there's a there's literally a, a realistic chance that you can get drafted and pulled up. Yeah, even like Standy, Standy from Rocket, yeah. bro. How can I forget? I'm a Minnesota guy, so how can I don't? Yeah. I don't know how I can forget that, but like someone like that, right? Yep. And I just, it's just frustrating to see because it's like AM level. Even like if you think about it, let's take it from an AM perspective who's not like a top AM that's never gonna probably make an elite this year, right? Yeah. What are they playing for at this point, right? Like, there's the motivation is so hard, right? Because there's we're barely people aren't filling out Twitter leagues because I know my boy Wiggs hosted. He was hosting leagues for a while, and he can't get teams to sign up because no one wants to play leagues. People yeah. play like free entry tournaments, but most of the time, like some of these paid entry tournaments for this M level, they have a hard time filling sometimes. Yeah, and you know you gotta think about it for a top 32 to top 64 team, right? What yeah. is their motivation at this point? There's nothing um, for them besides the opportunity to move up. And even if you get that, you might not get the exposure you need because there's not enough coverage for that level of play, right? Yeah. It's, no, if, it's a tough spot. If, 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 I was, if I was in that situation, even even going further than that, like top, top 32 to like top 80, yep. I'd say that range, I would, my number one goal uh, would just to be to get, my like end year goal would be like to end on like a top, 16 top 12 team make a sunday like maybe yeah maybe make a sunday like so things like that um would be my goal um because at the end of the day like it cod is one of those things where it's like a lot of the players it, they they play it they, they understand the the difficulty of going pro they understand the chances of going pro are slim mm-hmm. um but they love the game so much you know it's their passion yep and that's why they they risk years of their life to play it yeah and that's um, nothing and but respect for those guys who do that right yeah it's yeah. just it would just be like because i know when i was competing in black ops 4 and mw black ops 4 was tough right because i remember black yeah. ops 4 there wasn't you had like premium you had like gb premium tournaments right yeah that was it that's that was literally all you had you didn't have challengers on saturdays right you didn't yeah. really have any of that so i remember back then when i was competing that was tough. I just, I, at that point, because that's kind of when I really, really heavily got into it. I was just getting on because I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed getting better. And I think a lot of AM players aren't doing that as much anymore. They're more focused on results, right? I think that's, yeah, it's good to a point, but I think a lot of AM players right now, they need to focus. It's Cold War, right? Let's be honest with yeah. ourselves. The game's not that great. It's not. I think MW is better competitively. I love this game better. I Min- I, game minus squad spawns. Minus squad spawns. I didn't like MW squad spawns. I think I think people had more fun playing MW. Let's put it that way. I think in general, I think a lot of AMs at like my level, roughly, I think a lot of them had more fun playing that game. And I think a lot of them had more fun playing Black Ops 4. I'm seeing guys playing Black Ops 4 and it's fucking April. You want you want to know why? Why's that? So So this is this is and this is why it's hard for people and this is why I do coach sessions. Mm-hmm. Um so the squad spawns, the reason why more people had fun in that game and played it in the, 
whatever, and like you know they they enjoyed it more is because the game didn't punish you as much as it does in this game, and that's, that's why it it is it is a very uh, frustrating thing to kind of uh, I guess you could say accept in the sense and try to transition it, to I guess it, it's four v four now, right? And people yep. don't understand back in the day four v four was it's re- it was really sensitive. Like, spawns are really sensitive. One play could fuck everything, and that's how it should be. Yep. Because it's a game like uh, Black Ops Four. The reason people like Black Ops Four is because it was like there's so many. It's five five, right? It's a lot and of people. It was such a lot of people, and there's like so you didn't really have to like really worry about rotate. Like, the odds of you rotating and being the one to rotate it was like so like a lot less just because of that one extra player. It really adds a lot of yeah. I guess uh like room to make these mistakes and, and get, there's a, get lot, away with it. a lot more engagements on the map too with those extra yeah, yeah. guys yeah and you got you know you got you know you got you can grapple places yeah but you yeah. do all these things right so it's like a lot fa- a lot faster paced mm-hmm. um whereas this game we're slow it's more like i guess you could say uh traditional spawns and stuff and yep. that's why we're a lot of the top ams and pros enjoy it and whereas the the uh like the majority i was some enjoy it and some don't and yep. that's 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 come down to like really understanding the game and really understanding the spawns and if you play with people and that's why it's hard even if you do understand spawns and you do understand the game you could play with one or two people on your team that don't and they make your like life miserable yes. because they're yep. they're flipping you out they're dying they're getting you split spawns they're doing all these things so it's like it's one of those games where it's, it's really enjoyable at the top level but it's really dreadful if you're not there because yep. your teammates don't understand how to play the game. It's just hard to break out of that too. So I think what a yeah, lot of what yeah. a lot of AMs need to focus on right now, rather than results, because you know just focus on getting better. Just yeah. see if you see if you can pick up more maps and scrims tomorrow. See if you can fix like if your raid hardpoint sucks and you're getting clubbed. See if you can fix your rotation. See if you can hold spawns better, and just enjoy playing. I think a lot of people just aren't getting the enjoyment out of playing. I've seen people talking about, I just don't enjoy it anymore. I'm not getting yeah. the enjoyment of the game like I had last year. I'm done. And I yeah. think a lot of that is just, A, the transition, because I think a lot of people started in 5v5 COD, and they're trying yep. to make the transition to 4v4. A lot of people, a lot of people's first COD, too, competitively with NW. Yep. So it's just and a so hard transition. Right? Really hard. And I just, I it's sad to see all these people... Just, I don't enjoy the game anymore. I don't have motivation to play. I just yep. keep getting costed. Yep. And that's just tough to see for the AM scene because a lot of these guys I know are really great players, but they just can't either A, find enjoyment out of playing the game because they're playing with the wrong people, they're getting put in a cycle, or there's just nothing to do at the yeah. AM level right now for some of these guys. Like, you know, obviously yeah. you have like the cups and the elite for like your top AMs, and that's roughly the same placements each time it's a cup, right? And, you know, a yep. lot of the, you're, you can probably guess probably most of the teams that would have the chance to make an elite. But for some of these other guys, what are you going to do? There's yeah. no, if there's no cup this weekend, what are you going to do this weekend? There's no there's no leagues going on because the leagues aren't filling up. You're just going to scrim this weekend and just that's it? And there's nothing? You know, I think that's a tough spot for the COD scene. I yeah. hope to see that change. I know a guy like Goofy, so shout out to my homie. Goofy for running tournaments. He's been doing really well with that. But outside yep. of that, man, yeah, it's, it's really hard. Dry. And, you know, XP leagues are doing stuff, some stuff. So shout out to that one guy, former guest, doing XP leagues, right? XP leagues and Goofy's tournaments, right? Outside yeah. of that, man, for like the AMs that aren't at the elite level or like top cup challenger or top challengers level, there's nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah it's hard. It's hard. And that's, that's just one of those things where it's like, 
you're because of the gift you, you can either look at that as i mean regardless how you look at it, it sucks right like it sucks yep but yep. if you really want to try and make it to make it out of something make nothing out of something take it as a challenge like to take it okay what's your best placement top top 80 whatever it is yep try to top it try to get top 64 and then just like set goals like that. Like I know it's only one tournament a week, maybe. And but then like, what are you doing on that 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 week of time or that two weeks of time in between tournaments? What are you doing? Like I I know for even even this half these maybe more half eighty like percent of these top amps don't watch VOD. Yep. They don't watch VOD together. They don't watch VOD separately. They don't watch it individually. They don't do none of that. Okay. I'm not big into point eights. Yep. Um I don't really like point eights. I think it's I think it gets you. I don't know. I think it can give you. I mean, I don't think bad it really can hurt you. I mean, it can give bad habits. Yeah, I don't think it can really hurt you. Um, but I think it can just. It's one of those things where I just I would rather uh, just relax and enjoy my time playing league play and just chill. Yeah. And if I'm gonna do something like that, I'd just rather watch my own vod. Yeah, exactly. Um, More productive in your in your eyes to watch your own yeah. vod, see where you went wrong, rather than yeah. saying I dropped 50 kills on a raid map on eights. Woo. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, it, yeah, it's not really. Something, I mean, I play here and there, especially now that I'm streaming more. Like, I'm definitely gonna start playing more eights for more content. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this new thing on on stream, um, where pretty much I will record, I like watch my own vod back, and yeah. I'm gonna analyze it and show people. Cause people don't even know how to watch vod. Like, yeah, they like will watch it and they'll be like, and like I, I cause I'll be, I'll be at coaching teams and I like watch vod with them, and I'll ask them questions and they were like they don't they don't know they don't know how to answer it they're like uh i don't know like i don't pay attention i'm like you to pay attention to that that's like the most important detail of the, the whole vod like they'll watch the vod and the mini maps not even up you know yeah they'll, or, yeah or, they, or they'll watch the vod and like they won't even like they'll be watching it's like watching the game it's like watching a cdl game they'll be like watching the game like it's like a replay. like full speed they won't replay yeah. it at all like <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like bro like you gotta like pay attention to the mini map like pay attention you gotta to, like, break it down what, and understand what are you doing? yeah why didn't yeah. you get spawns this time why did yeah, like yeah. why did you guys why did you, why the hell just break? What who who did something wrong? Like someone did something went wrong for you to break to get the hill broken. Like what would happen? Yeah. Was it just simply gunfights, fifty fifties, you just lost? Okay. And like cause it, were were they avoidable? Like there's so many things that people don't know and don't know how to I guess get better at that. Yeah. So that's something I'm gonna be doing. Um but it's <laughs> it's insane that people don't know how to do that stuff. And it's like he that's why a lot of these AMs are stuck where they are because not really top AMs, some but not all. Yep. Um but these middle and lower AMs because they don't, they will like they'll get done playing scrims, and they think that like playing more will get them better. They're just, of, they're just they get scrims. All right, I'm done for the day. All right, I'm just gonna be done. I'm gonna go play Warzone, whatever. Right? Yeah. They're not gonna yeah. watch their vod. They just lead the yeah. they lead the the team speaker, the Discord, and they're just done. They don't vibe with the teammates at all. They don't watch the vods. They're just yeah. there with their teammates because that's maybe the teammates got a name yeah, they're, or they they're got doing what everyone else is doing. How are you gonna how are you gonna pass someone that does that same thing as you, but they do a little more? Exactly. You're that's never. Like, that's like never that's like saying put someone put in ten hours, work. Yep. Compared to your five hours is gonna the five hours is gonna get paid more. Like no, like got to pay ten hours. No. Way yeah, more. Exactly. You have to be doing twice as much work in that time, and if you're both just scrimming during that time, you're doing the same you're, shit. You're, you're doing the same work. Exactly. You're not doing yeah. anything more than the other guy, and you know, and I think. You know, I talk about this a lot, and I th I know you agree with me on this one. Is the pro points thing? It doesn't matter at you know anything outside the top am level, right? Top am level, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit more important because it's seeding. Top am it matters because yep. it's yeah, I I agree with you. Top am it matters because the elite series is top sixteen. Yep. I, I remember I tweeted that and people were like, oh, people were like, because I tweeted about it, like how pro points matter. Like, yeah, you said pro points don't matter. Like, team with me, and I was like, it doesn't matter for the ninety nine percent. 
but it matters for the one percent. It matters for that small percent because I, I need to make the elite. Yep. I gotta yep. have a good seed for the Challengers Cup so I don't run into a, like a top seed. You know, and that's, in, and in that's the how these other think they, they think like that. But it's like for top sixty four or top thirty two, like at that point, it doesn't matter when you run into them. No, like you have like you have fifty more pro points than this guy, right? You're fifty. Let's yeah. say you're fifty over max, and you're egoing the guy who has max because you have over pro points, right? Or you're egoing yeah. the guy who has like maybe half max, but maybe that guy with half the pro points, instead of playing fucking pro point matches on GB, which are kind of a joke at times, honestly. Yeah. You know, Maybe he's watching his VODs. Maybe he's going through his stuff, and maybe he's understanding why he's not playing the way he should be. And I'll take that guy who's watching his VODs and putting in the extra effort over the guy who plays his pro points, does a scrim each day, and just gets off. A thousand yeah, yeah. If percent. You're, if you're not at the top end level, you need to pick up people that are just talented and then just hope they teach these, you guys learn the game together. Yep. There's no other way to make it out of there. Like You're just going to like you're just gonna get smoked. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. You might win one more one more round of a cup and still not get points and then run into like the 20th seed or whatever you're going to run into and then you're just going to get smoked and you know you you had the max pro points you could find on the timeline but you still got smoked in the round of you know your third round right yeah like it at that point you got to realize man like what round is it for pro points you remember i think you got to place i think it's top 64 so i think it's top 64 so the fourth like round? Fourth round, I believe. You win the fourth round or be at the fourth round? I think you win the fourth round to get there. Because I think it's, you go 512. <laughs> is it 512 in the Challengers Cup, I believe? I think so. 512 to 256. So you win one round, you're 256. Win two, you're 128. Win three, you're 64. And then I think you got to win 64 to get to top 32 to get points, I believe, right? No, no I think once top 64, you get points. Okay, so you got to win three. You have to win three rounds. You have to win three rounds. And if you're seeding... It's not going to matter that much, right? Because you're going to run into a good team 50% of the time, top 64, yeah. right? You know, there's guys, there's probably, let's just say, how many teams do you think were there that cons consistently make top, like, 16, right? I bet you there's about 20, 24 teams yeah. that have yeah, been top that. 16, right? So on let's, off, yeah. Yeah, let's say 24 <laughs> out of the 64 teams moving on have placed top 16 before. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're bound to draw a bad matchup. Yeah, you know, there's only yeah. a few teams that aren't going to yeah, be a bad matchup lucky. for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all you're thinking about is pro points for your seeding. It's not going to matter if you're 50 or 70 or 90. Well, even if you even if you make a top 64, like that, that you now you're just going to play the third seed instead of the fifth. Yeah, exactly. Or the third, or the fifth instead of the third. Like it's not going to do anything for you. There's no difference, right? So zero difference. Stop tweeting about your pro points. Stop caring about it. Stop egoing people on the timeline. Just pick up people who you know are talented. Play a scrim with them. See how they talk. See their comms. See what they want to do after the scrim. If they say, hey, we should hop into VODs. Holy shit, you just found somebody that doesn't really exist in the AM community. Right? Yeah. Pick that guy up. Stick with him. So I think yeah, there will yeah. be a lot better results in the AM community. I think people will stop struggling so much in the community yeah people just don't understand that concept and it's like it just blows my mind like if like if someone has an ego and they're like they've never they've never get like placed like these top three two they have an ego like they need to really really reevaluate re yeah, like, check yourself bro like why like what like, what what do you like first of all they like, have an ego in general is not really deserving to anyone like no like um but for you to have you like a like a top 64 best place player and having an ego, like that is something like that. I just am just absolutely mind blown about. Like, I know the people out there that exist there too. I know, I know they're out there. Like, oh, they're everywhere. People, they're everywhere. Majority of people have ego and they don't have, they have done shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you want to Twitter I'm gonna league? I'm going to league play and like, 
I'm gonna like know who I am through like whatever, like with yeah. a haggy or whatever. They'll just know who I am, and they'll just get like <laughs> they'll just get like toxic randomly, <laughs> and I'm and they're just like ah like, ah whatever. Yeah. They just get super toxic and have this like crazy ego. Yeah, this... and I'm just sitting here just like bro, like check yourself. Like not, I'm like not even that. Like I'm just like if I ever like hear about you coming up in the scene, I am going to literally like tarnish you before you even get there. Like, yeah, you're done. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy was talking shit for no reason in a league play. Like, this guy's weirdo. And then George is like, oh, weirdo? I'll never team with him. Like, <laughs> like that guy just fucks himself out of any situ- any opportunity getting- given to him yeah. in the future. Because he just wanted to be weird in league play. Like, like, people are like that. And like, that truly happens. Like, you being weird to someone has and, like, yeah. and doing that, it actually has effect. Yeah, like, yeah. the reason why I got known relatively quick and I come up, I, ca- I came up within one year of competing. Yep. I became a, a low t- from low-tier AM to top AM in one year. And it was was mainly because of my work ethic and my my uh, I was just super kind to everyone. Like I was just nice. You weren't just a piece of shit egoing people on the yeah. timeline, right? I was just a nice dude, and I literally had the worst teammates. I had the world's worst teammates. Like I'm talking like these guys went like five and twenty five, like <laughs> literally just horrible. But I dropped like forty kills, and I we still lost, but I dropped like forty kills, and like people were like recognizing that yo, this guy's nasty. Yeah. And I got on, like a little worse team. Still bad. But they're better than my frat pass. Right. Yep. And then I just kept doing the same thing over and over. Best, 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 best. On my, every team I was on the best, on the best, on the best. Yep. And then it finally came to the time where, like, I, got, I reached a level to where I wasn't the best on my team at one point. And I was like, wow, like, this feels weird. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because you've been used to it for so long. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, dude. I think employers just need to hey, stop being so weird. I mean, maybe it's not, they, yeah, stop being fucking weird, man. Like, <laughs> damn, like, stop being weird. Like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, Dude, some of the motherfuckers just be like creatures. And it's it, just like, it's weird, bro. They're never, gonna, they're never going to make it to where they want to make it because they're just fucking freaks. Like, it, <laughs> It just blows my mind that they think that that's where they're going to get success off that. Yeah, dude, dudes win a Twitter league and they're Jesus. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, like, bro, like, it's a Twitter league. Like, it's a Twitter league. Like, given, like, some some Twitter leagues are really, some are really competitive. Like, I know when Wiggs, Wiggs had Diamond Con in his league one year, right? Yeah. And he had, yeah. like, Juju and those guys in one of his leagues, uh, right? Juju, Juju loves leagues. I, like, I always love Twitter leagues. Right. I always Twitter leagues. You know, I mean, so, like, some of them are competitive, but, like, yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, bro, most of those guys who are really competitive in the Twitter leagues probably just doing it for fun. They're probably yeah. just playing to play, right? And you won a Twitter league, and you're egoing everyone on the timeline. They make the typical championship tweet, right? You know, 44 yep. blank league champion, $1,100 at these people, you know? And then yeah. they'll be in FA next week. And then they ego everybody because they got carried to a league championship and got dropped because their teammates realized they're kind of a piece of shit. And they are yeah. creatures, bro. I'm telling yeah, I'm you, telling I agree. They're just fucking weird, man. Like... <laughs> It blows. It actually blows my mind that these guys have bigger egos than like, like fucking people that have actually won chips, like won events, like. Yep. Yep. And it just like, and I'm just like, like those guys would never, they would never like, go anywhere in the game. They would never do anything because yeah. like, they're holding themselves back. It's... Even if they have potential, like I would never fucking give them a chance because they're just they don't deserve a chance. <laughs> they're just weird. They're yeah. just weird people. But, uh, oh, there's there people like that. I've never teamed with because yeah. of that. One thing I just thought of, uh, <clears throat> we were talking about recognition for AM players. College Cod yeah. League, man. College Cod League Ooh. has been doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. I, I just I've remember actually, that. I, I got a couple of scholarships off of though. It's actually funny you say that. Yeah, and I but know uh, I've been seeing... Uh, UMG, that, that's a really good spot to be. Yeah, it's a really good spot to be. Because I know, because uh, Fastball, because you and him are homies, 
And yeah. I saw that he's not going to be competing, but he's going to be doing college cod. Yeah. Yeah, I actually got the same offer. He actually offered me the spot with him, and I did, I declined it because I want to go pro still. But yep. I think it's really hard to do a scholarship, uh, you know, keep up those grades. for Because you have to, obviously, when you get a scholarship, you have to keep up certain grades. And mm-hmm. you have all these requirements on you. And on top it's, of that, you have the college league, yep. and you still have to go pro. And it's, it's a good thing. opportunity, though, right? It's it's amazing the, opportunity. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. it's a step in the right direction because a lot it's you know a lot of schools and a lot of colleges. League of Legends is just the biggest, right? Everybody, yeah. every college in existence has a League yeah, of Legends Cod, team. Cod is kind of coming up on it. Cod's coming up on it, right? And I know Minnesota. Yeah. Shout out to Minnesota has a high school league now for Call of Duty. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. I think Rocker are a big part of it. And they you can play of, like it's like a sport in there. You it's like it's like, like a, a sport. Yeah, it's like a high school sport, and it's like the high school teams playing against each other, which I think is pretty sick, right? That's pretty sick. Yeah, that's pretty sick. So I think Rocker are kind of like a big part of that, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. shout out to those guys. That's a that's an amazing opportunity too, right? And it, I yeah. think like the games are streamed. I mean, and... I think how it's gonna be in the future. I mean, have you seen the viewership in those things? Like, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah, they actually they have, like, get... they have like 50k viewers. Yeah, I saw one where it was like 50k. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like yeah. I know Wigs, my homie Wigs, like casts for him, and he's like, I'm so busy, I gotta cast all these COD matches. I'm like, for who? He's at College COD League. I'm casting all day because they're streaming matches all day. They're yeah. streaming all these players all day, and you know people are gonna watch them. Like we talked about with the academy teams and league, people watch it, right? And yeah, the right yeah. if the right people are watching you play in college, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe maybe you'll just get the call up. Maybe yeah. maybe it's, you can go. It's, right? It's one of those things where it's gonna go from in the future. Not I don't think now, but definitely where it's working in the right direction. Is yep. You're gonna play high school, and you're gonna play college high school level, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna go to college level, and then like I feel like after either after college or during college or even even high school, you know how like. NBA players go from high school to NBA, and then they play like a it's year or be, two, and then it's they, gonna be the same thing. It's gonna go. be the same thing with COD. It's gonna be yep. like you can get drafted from high school to the pro level. Yep, if you're that good, right? You're that 18 yeah, yeah, year old. Yeah, it's just, yeah if you're that like, you know, crackhead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're it's the, gonna be the same concept. Yep, you're the LeBron of Call of Duty. You go straight from high school, right up to the, to pro, the pro league. Level. Yep, yep. So I think that's the right direction. I like that. I, that definitely, that's definitely where it's gonna go. Like. Yep. For sure. I, I for just sure. remember that. I don't know how I could forget College Cod League because they did an amazing job. And I think the prize pool yeah. for the players that won was pretty substantial, if I'm yeah, it was, not it's mistaken. Really good. That really good prize pool. Like that, it almost made me, it makes me question, like, like, <laughs> uh, like, fuck, I'm about to go to college. Like, yeah. I, I, really, I just came to the conclusion, the reason why I declined it, I had two offers. Um, The reason I declined, declined the offers is because of Obviously, I, I'm trying to like take my full focus into Call of Duty yep. and competing, but I also am. I am. I am not really one for to go to school. Like I'm. Not, I'm not really the uh normal like high school like school like, like type of education acad- regular, academic yeah. type guy, right? I'm. It, I'm an entrepreneur like purebred type like that. Like, yeah. Right? Like, I. I the the way I like I go about making money. The way I go about like hustling and like making an income is like very unique to like a lot of people and that's just like my way of like doing it you just want to be unique um, you don't want to just you know you don't want to be pushed I, through like I, a college i, I system, don't want right? to yeah yeah that and if, and if and i don't mind really doing it it's just like i want to do it if i'm really passionate about something and yep. i'm not really like well, there's one thing there's not nothing right now that i'm like passionate about going so i'm not going to commit four years of my life and to like go there and like devote myself to it because I'm, I'm i know i'm not going to give my all and it's going to be half-assed yeah dude trust me college sometimes isn't it just wrote that yeah. paper tonight before we recorded. So, I mean, yeah, sometimes no, yeah. it's just not it. So I can yeah. respect that. And that's a really big decision too, right? 
you know, you want to just pursue and you want to go pro. It's like, think about, I don't know if you're a big hockey guy, right? So I'm from Minnesota. Uh, I like hockey, whatever. Right. I have to. Yeah. But what a lot of these guys do is something like Canadians are really big on this is they have like junior leagues, right? They could go to college, they could go play here, or they could go straight and play, you know, competitively outside of school, right? Make some money. It's not the greatest thing, right? And I think the NBA is moving towards that. And that's kind of a similar situation. You're like, well, I could go to school and I could get exposure for college cod, right? But I don't really feel like doing that. I think I want to put 110% into just competing, focus on what I'm doing, because what I'm doing right now is working. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting to where I want to be. I mean, shit, you're in the elite, right? You're getting where to where you want to be. So obviously, yeah. I think I personally think right decision was made. You're making yeah. you're making progress towards what you want. Yeah, and if I day. took that offer, I wouldn't have been in the elite today. Exactly. Like, that's just, you know. Yep. Exactly. So, so I think I think it's the right decision for you going forward. But I think yep, in yep. general for the COD scene, great. I thing. think it. I think it's the. I think it's uh. There's no negatives to it. Oh. I think it's only positives. Love it. And for majority of people, even top amps take offers to it. So I, I think if you can offer to the college league, like you take it. Get an <laughs> education. Get a scholarship. You get, edu- you, get edu- you get, you know, you get some, pay- you know, some uh, school paid for, and you yep. get to compete on a game that you probably love. And you might go pro. You still might go pro. And, and, and you still might go pro. But yeah. you got to keep your grades up. That's the shittiest part. That's the shitty part. Yep. But all right, Seth. Um, that's gonna wrap it up. We're almost at my time limit here. So, uh, also a quick shout out to uh steph for making the homie play like a legend with the clan tag i haven't seen you tweet <laughs> yeah. about that i've yep. seen you tweet about that so make sure you keep that clan tag in there because i want to oh, see the clan tag staying the clan tag she's done a lot for me that's what's up man we're all happy to hear that for you man so uh mm. we're gonna leave this closing comments for you as per usual if you got anything to say feel free the floor is yours yeah i mean i don't see my last shout out uh probably being my girlfriend um just because when i was actually trying to play for uh, qualify for the elite she was making sure I had everything ready for me, like my, you know, just snacks, drinks, everything, just like making sure I was 100% focused on the game itself and Legend. nothing else in life. And so just having her as a support system, I've never really had that in Call of Duty. Awesome. Um, I've just come by myself. So like having a support system like that uh, through Call of Duty and just uh, competing every day and the stress with it, um, it really helps to have her uh, by my side with that. So just a big shout out to her. That's what's up, man. Happy to hear that. So um, thanks again, Seth, for coming yeah, on again. Me, man. Dude, Appreciate always, you. always. I mean... You know, I'll be honest with you. I got to thank you personally because, you know, I was still on my break. And then yeah. I sent you that message and you're like, hey, we should record a podcast. I actually yeah. kicked my ass out of gear. Yeah. And actually got me to want to start doing shit again. So personally, yeah, from me to you, thank you. I needed, I, bro. I needed the kick in the ass to kind of <laughs> get going. So I appreciate yeah. you doing that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, dude. So thank you so much. Everybody for listening to the show. We'll be back with your regularly scheduled programming once a week is the hope. But uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Shout out to AS1 Network and 410 Gaming and the Goat Kenny. Please don't put any OnlyFans shout outs in this episode. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Till next time.